Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. For the Toddcast tonight, I want to call this Swords of Love. Swords of Love. Now, my boys, like most boys, enjoy violence and carnage. They just do. Ever since they were little, my twins have been interested in destruction. They've been fascinated by tornadoes. If you remember, Mom, there was a 9-11 stint. I don't know why they were interested in 9-11. Now I realize why. Uh, Godzilla was big for a while, and now they're really into dinosaurs. Now, they end up changing the object of their interest, but one thing remains constant for my twins. There's something intriguing to them about destruction. We've noticed that as a theme for my twins. And then my youngest boys, Thurman and Marcus, out, try to out-destroy each other every single day. <laughs> Currently, the score is Marcus 95, Thurman 850. <laughs> Thurman, even though he's little, can throw his weight around. Boys love destroying things. And it's not just unique to my boys either. When I was younger, I wanted a slingshot, a BB gun, and even a chemistry set because I thought I could blow something up. And I think I did. What is it about boys? Now my girls, they like to create with art. And my boys like to destroy that art. That's the difference. And the question is, is there something wrong with boys that we like destruction? Are we a little misguided? Now, destruction is probably not the best hobby. Who said yes? Come on now. You're both pointing at each other. All right, meeting. I'm going to want to meet with both of you afterwards. Yes, destruction is probably not the best hobby to have. But it doesn't mean destruction is always bad, right? No, because it's not bad to want negative things destroyed, right? God himself... I believe, is the king of destruction. God loves to destroy evil, doesn't he? He doesn't just wish evil away. He obliterates it. And one day soon, all evil will be obliterated from the earth and from heaven. It's possible that boys and men's fascination with destruction, at least some of it, is from God. Now, before the women think I'm about to justify destruction, and before the men think I'm about to condemn destruction, let me clarify my point. The desire to destroy people and wholesome things is wrong. It's evil. If my boys desire the, the destruction of people, then that's a dangerous and evil habit and that needs to be corrected. And sadly, we live in a country where boys are doing this very thing. They're going around to schools and, and stores with guns and they're shooting um, at really rampant rates. This is happening. And this proves there's a desire in boys and men and even others that is a, the desire not from God. This is being used to hurt people whom God loves. And I want us to understand tonight that we should condemn and stand against all destruction that harms people. Those who are hurting others are clearly misguided people with misguided desires. And they're being used by the evil one to accomplish more evil here upon the earth. Some destruction is downright evil. That's true. But it doesn't mean that all destruction is wrong on all levels. Let me give you an example. When uh, we went on a missions trip about 13 years ago with our young adults to Roanoke, Virginia. And the ministry that we partnered with asked us to help them demolition their building. Because they were going to put up a new building. So they actually put sledgehammers in our hands and told us to knock down walls. And I'm going to be honest, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Here I am swinging a sledgehammer against walls, making a huge mess. I felt like a little boy again. It was, it was great. Until I got hurt and I had to go to the hospital. That's a true, st that's a true story. Um, 
And that's the problem with destruction. Destruction has a very narrow pathway for good and lots of pathways for evil and harm. And because of this, when we see destruction and destructive tendencies in our boys and men, we get nervous and we get anxious that perhaps they're on the pathway to something bad. We would all say, and we would all be right, that the master destroyer is the devil. He spends all of his time seeking to destroy that which is good, that which is righteous, and that which is loving upon the earth. So when we desire destruction, we must be following the devil. Well, we need to remember this, that no one destroys on a level greater than our God. Our God created a place called hell purely to destroy all those who are evil. And that makes us nervous because hell and destruction make us nervous. And that's part of, the Christi part of Christianity we don't really like to talk about. It almost feels like we need to apologize for God or make excuses for God because God is not supposed to destroy things, right? The, dest the destructive side of God seems kind of icky to us. But I want us to make no mistake about this tonight. God is righteous in all that he does. All that he does. If God does something, regardless of how it makes us feel, it's right. Because God is characterized, his very character is holiness, righteousness, and truth. When someone is characterized by being holy, righteous, and truth in all they do, we should assume that the things they choose to do have pure and good intentions behind them. And God's definitely do. Hell is not evil. God's wrath is not evil. They are righteous tools for the destruction of all that is evil. Now, sometimes we like to believe that Jesus, he was all peace. And that he kind of came to earth to kind of cool and calm the Father's wrath against the world. But that's not true, is it? That's not true on either level. Because Jesus said, I came with a sword, if you remember that passage. I came to bring a sword to separate mother against daughter and vice versa. And God is not wrathful against his people. It says he is slow to anger. He desires repentance and life for all people on the earth. He bends over backwards to make sure that all people have the every opportunity to turn away from evil and to turn to Jesus so that we can be offered eternal life. Our Father is rich in love and slow to anger. But yes, God has a destructive side. He desires the destruction of evil, and that desire is going to be satisfied. Let me read a passage from 1 John that is very familiar to us because we just spoke about it a little while ago. It says, little children, in verse 7 of chapter 3, Little children, let no one deceive you. Does he want the microphone? Because this can happen. I'll trade right now. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. I want you to picture a devil building a tower like my boys do all, all day, every day. They build towers with blocks and then the little ones come down. And what do they do? Yeah, they got to knock that down. Well, Jesus came to this earth to knock down a tower. He came to this earth to knock down an evil tower that was being built right in front of his face. Now, what's interesting as we segue to our real topic tonight is that God's love and his desire to destroy are not mutually exclusive. They're a team. God is not two-faced. He's not bipolar, he's not hypocritical, he's not inconsistent. Our God is perfectly righteous in all that he does. When God loves, he simultaneously destroys. And when God destroys, he simultaneously loves. How does he accomplish this? Well, love is built this way. Did you know that? Love is built this way. Love was built and designed to both bless its recipients and destroy its enemies. 
Did you know that about love? Love builds and destroys at the same time. When God calls us to love one another, he's calling us to bless as many of his created beings as we possibly can. But he's also simultaneously calling us to destroy what is evil. With one action, we build up the kingdom of God and we tear down the kingdom of evil. And this perfectly embodies Jesus' nature. He spent his entire life upon the earth loving his created people. And he spent his entire time upon the earth destroying what is evil. He was gentle and meek. And at the same time, Jesus was the best warrior that the world has ever seen. He took the sword of love and he used it to slice open the souls of dead men and make them alive again to give them the hope of eternal life. And he took the sword of love and used it to rip a massive gaping wound in the heart of the devil and watch him die. And then he calls us to follow his pattern. He calls us to enlist into the army of God and to follow the pattern of sacrificially loving people for the remainder of our lives. And this is why Christianity appears from the outsiders to be weak. Instead of punching evil in the face, we're pursuing gentleness and meekness. We're holding our tongue. We're pursuing peace over war. We're seeking to sacrifice for the needs of others. And the world looks at, at, at that as like it's weakness. But what the world doesn't understand is the invisible sword we are wielding. The invisible sword called love is a deadly weapon of mass destruction against evil. Jesus was the meekest person that ever lived and also the scariest being of all time. And if you need proof for that, open your Bibles and turn to Mark 5 and read that sometime. Mark 5 is an astonishing story of a man who has possibly two to 3,000 demons inside of him. And when that person encounters Jesus, that person is terrified of Jesus. Because two, two to 3,000 demons against Jesus is still not an even match. So Jesus was also the most terrifying being of all time. But if you were a lost sinner, Jesus came to seek and to save you. That's his entire purpose, to find sinners and to save those sinners. But if you were a dark angel or an evil spirit, Jesus came to destroy you, and he made no bones about it. He did both at the same time with the same action. His meekness towards us, towards people, was a battle cry against the enemy. His gentleness towards sinners was righteous indignation against those who were enslaving the sinners. His sacrificial love on the cross was the death blow to the devil himself. The sword of love is a sword of righteous construction and a sword of righteous destruction. Paul said this in Romans 12. He said in verse 9, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. 
Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I, God says, I will repay. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil. Notice this last phrase. But overcome evil with good. Do you notice that? When the Lord calls us to continue following his glorious pattern of love, he's calling us to show meekness, gentleness, and compassion against people. Just like he did. But that meekness, gentleness, and compassion towards people is like napalm to the kingdom of darkness. They have no defense for it. The devil has no defense for true Christ-like love. This is precisely why the devil has to try to neutralize love, because he knows how much it can lead to his eternal ruin. So guess what, guys and gals? We get to keep our love for destruction. We get to blow something up, and it's not wrong. On the contrary, it's very right. We get to help destroy the kingdom of darkness and act like our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I tried to illustrate this last night for my children. And we went around for a couple minutes and found things in the house that we could destroy. We actually did. Uh, we tore up a book that nobody liked. <laughs> we, we, made, we made a huge mess. We tore up some things. And it was all stuff that no one cared about. Um, but the kids had a blast. They really did. They had a blast destroying things. And I said, guys, it's so fun to destroy, isn't it? And everyone, yeah, yeah, they're cheering. Like, let's destroy more. And I said, oh, let's stop right there. Let's not destroy the couch or your baby brother. Um, but they enjoyed having destruction. And I, and I turned that around to them. And I said, it's great that we get to destroy something right in front of the devil. We get to love one another. And every time we love one another, we push down the devil's tower. Every time we love someone with sacrificial love, with meekness, with humility, with compassion, we knock evil down. But we have to remember how Jesus destroyed evil. He didn't do it by flexing his muscles. Because if he did, the muscles of Jesus far surpassed the devil's. He could have done it that way. He didn't do it by causing a storm of fire and lightning, although he has the power to do that and he could make us submit by force. He didn't do it by shouting and ranting of all the injustices in the world or against him, although if he did, we would have heard him loud and clear. No, Jesus completely destroyed the devil through showing meekness, humility, compassion, brotherly love, and sacrifice towards his lost people with truth. And this sword both forgave those who were buried in their sins and struck a death blow to the devil, which released us from his grasp forever. And Jesus reminds us tonight to pick up our swords and join the fight. But let us not fight like the world does. The world is wrong. When they fight with fists and yelling and anger, that's not how Jesus fought, is it? Jesus fought with meekness and compassion and kindness and humility and sacrificial love. We have to remember there's a wrong destruction too. But when we follow Christ's glorious pattern of love, we destroy the devil and his plan. We see people come to Jesus for salvation and we win forever because we're on team Jesus. And I want to say this before we close tonight. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your glorious pattern of love and please help us wield the sword of love to eternal victory by following his pattern. Thanks for listening to the devotional podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. 
Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.